0: <laughs> I needed to
1: participate. <laughs> I wanted to be a part of it. Sticking
0: with the water bottle. A
1: bit more hollow sounding.
0: Welcome to the Nightmare Box, presenting Mistakes Were Made. My name is Brett Bloom. I'm sitting across from the beautiful, the effervescent, the back in the gym. Back in the gym.
1: Kristen motherfucking Bloom.
0: How so, goes it?
1: Back to water again. Mm-hmm. I wanted to die. <laughs>
0: That's how it
1: went. Turns out taking a six-month-plus
0: hiatus hiatus
1: is not the move.
0: No, no, no. I'm proud of you for getting back into it, though. I need to probably join right behind you there.
1: I'm concerned about leg day because I literally haven't done any leg day stuff at all since I hurt my leg. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm nervous about how that's going to go because it's still a bit achy. You weren't
0: putting a lot of pressure on the ankle for good reasons.
1: So we'll see. I only did uh upper body yesterday. Did chest and <laughs> trice.
0: Well, I don't want to, you know, speak out of turn here, but if I do land this new job, the hours are going to be a bit wonkier, but it does open up a lot more of my day-to-day. And so I'm going to try to get into either going back to lifting weights, definitely, but uh, okay. either a boxing or a jiu-jitsu gym here in town. So hopefully, if I get the job, it's right in downtown area. I can Fingers walk. Crossed. Yeah. I could walk from there to a jiu-jitsu gym that I've been kind of eyeballing, so I'm excited about it.
1: I'm excited for you. Yeah. you think you'll hear this week, or did they kind of... I'm
0: really hoping, but we'll see what happens. You know, it is a a position at a library doing security stuff, so it'll be fun if I get it.
1: It's in the library?
0: (laughs) It's in the library. That's the, the most exciting thing for me, and I'm notoriously bad at job interviews, but this one I felt went really well there was no like dead zone moments where I was just like staring off at the wall like how do I answer the question I didn't say anything about you know beating up customers or anything They're like having that. anger problems yeah. <laughs> what is your greatest weakness a uh, rage pure pure unadulterated rage that Help burns to inside me <laughs> everything <laughs>
1: I've never had one that I just absolutely crushed. I think all of them have had like a couple of questions that I stumbled over, but I Mm -hmm. I feel like I am getting better at it.
0: Well this one was interesting because it is, you know, when you you look at it from the outside it, it may not sound that impressive, you know, security guard at the library. But this is not your standard just books library. This is a really beautiful building, like right in the heart like of the downtown area. Four or
1: five stories tall.
0: Yeah, and they've got a lot of stuff in there. Outside of just the books, they you know teach like a culinary course, and then there's like a seed deposit bank where you can quote like rent seeds and grow cucumbers and tomatoes and stuff. Like I
1: feel like you should elaborate on that.
0: <laughs> yeah, There's
1: uh, a seed deposit bank.
0: <laughs> seed deposit. Go you know, in there. Make sure your swimmers aren't going around in circles. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: <laughs> but there are interesting security. Security concerns, um, when you're talking about a public library like that, where you, you can't throw anybody out, it's a public building, so like they have to really be messing up, um, and there's a massive transient population here in Missoula, so a lot of their questions were kind of geared towards um, my views on mental health care and my views on the transient population. I think just to make sure I'm not going to go in there like a raging psychopath and make sure that I actually have some compassion. But my favorite question that they asked was, um, what did I believe a library's role should be, you know, in this particular situation with the transients, because I can't just live in the parking garage, but you can't, you know, and so I was able to kind of elaborate on, I feel like it would be a major role for a library, especially one with this much authority. to educate the local populace and see what we can do as far as teaching programs for the transients that come in that may be lacking a GED if we could open up things in that regard and they seemed very open and I was like you're looking to hire a security guard you're asking me HR level questions I'm slamming them out of the park
1: (laughs) you're like I'm buying this library exactly
0: I'm I'm taking over (laughs) so the hope is that we get in Fingers big, crossed. big, big fingers crossed! I'm really excited about it, and I'll be devastated if I get crushed for the third time in one Aww. year.
1: <laughs> I've gotten a lot of rejections this year, though. Like, I don't know. Rejection is also growth. Like, you yeah. gotta—I don't know. I think that's a, been a big thing you and I have talked about quite a bit. Is um, I've applied for a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot <laughs> of stuff, <laughs> um, and it's mostly been no's and like one or two yeses that have been. Uh, nice, like not like life changing but nice um, and like learning to use that as motivation and yeah. kind of take it in stride versus I'm never going to accomplish anything
0: <laughs> and it is like the 9 to 5 type job it's not like the writing has gone anywhere or the podcast has gone anywhere, so I'm not losing something you know, I'm technically not losing anything if I don't get the gig to begin with it would just, you know, it would be really cool to have it so,
1: I have faith in
0: you I have the faiths Never knew. Go back in my my little memories, where I thought I'd be at thirty-one. Really excited about a security job at the public library.
1: Oh, there's still the master's program. The
0: <laughs> uh,
1: uh, applications open up again. No, but I'm later like genuinely
0: excited about it. Oh, and <laughs> you said that really defeated. No, no, no. I, I, at one point, I thought I was going to be a you know homicide detective. And Now I'm like I would actually quite enjoy patrolling a library. And uh, stopping pedophiles from running away with children.
1: Then you got to make it dark. You can't just be like... (laughs) Taking in the books and the view. Oh,
0: that is my favorite
1: Recommending books to people. There's
0: writer's workshops right there in the building. I can get my writing done right there in the building. Just block myself an hour one way or the other to show up early or stay late.
1: And you officially have Montana plates, so you can actually drive there. Yeah,
0: and I can park there.
1: (laughs) It'll be fun. (laughs) It's a win-win.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens with it. I believe. I believe, too. I believe
1: uh, in a thing love. <laughs> no.
0: And I'm sorry about the last episode just disappearing for God knows how long. I've had some technical glitches with my laptop. I had to take a whole bunch of stuff off of there. and So things have been, like, hiding from me in weird folders and shit. Um, and uh, there's a big announcement in the one that we drop in today that says we'll be gone for a week but guess what that already happened so (laughs) we were in tennessee and now we're back in montana yeah
1: that's that's confusing when you say on the podcast that we're dropping today because when this one drops today will be a week from now (laughs) so it's like actually the one we dropped last week
0: time is an
1: illusion (laughs) it's like people are gonna be listening to this and like oh this podcast—it's
0: the Quantum Podcast. This very one. Yeah, it changes when you study it. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: we, we went on a trip back to Tennessee. Got to see quite a few people, so that was nice. Uh, a lot more stressful than I think either of us expected.
0: Yeah, which I, I knew to expect quite a deal of it um, because I'd come back from you know the military and I, that initial rush. I'd been home on leave before and trying to get everybody in but in those situations I technically had a home in town you know like I would stay with my dad and my friends could come out to my dad's place and that was kind of base of operations and we were staying with your sister and her husband they're phenomenal two of my new favorite people I know I've met them before but I've never really spent time around them yeah. really really gracious hosts i Glad that they're in my
1: life. They're pretty cool peeps.
0: They're pretty cool peeps. Um they were a good half hour out of where most of what we were doing throughout the day would be. So we'd have to get up and then drive uh. into town for the most part.
1: Well, yeah, I guess if you take into account traffic once you get into town.
0: Yeah. So we would have to basically meet people in restaurants and so we probably put on fifteen pounds each. Oh, God. <laughs> Going from food to food to so food. So much food,
1: yeah. and I didn't get my Hattie Bees. You didn't
0: get your Hattie Bees. We saw a Hattie Bees, but we just eaten. I like, yeah. <laughs> was like, I can't go get a uh, hot chicken. Didn't get my chicken and waffles. Didn't get my Hattie
1: Bees.
0: Didn't get hammered on Broadway.
1: No, had a drink. On had broader. a drink
0: on Broadway. Because
1: I, right, I <laughs> right there
0: in the <laughs> Commerce Building.
1: I accidentally. <laughs> oh man, I you think I'd plan anything at all?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I bought fancy new glasses. They were very, very expensive. And where's the Ray-Ban store located? So, <laughs> so... Prescription glasses. We, I didn't spend god of amounts of money on sunglasses.
1: We ordered them online before we left. And I assumed correctly that they would be done and ready before we got back. Because mm-hmm. we were gone for a little over a week. Um... And the coating on glasses can be kind of sensitive to, like, heat and sunlight and stuff. And I was like, oh, they're going to put that in our mailbox. And his brand-new expensive glasses are just going to be baking in the heat while we're gone. And that could potentially ruin the coating on them. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to schedule it so we can pick them up in Nashville. So I had them deliver them to a store in Nashville. Mm-hmm. and uh, Which
0: we thought would be on, like, the West End. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um... The first several stores it recommended weren't like actual Ray Ban stores; they were just glasses stores. And I was like, God, oh, kind of rather it was delivered to an actual Ray Ban store. Was, mm-hmm. I don't know. In my mind, they were going to take better care of them or something. Yeah. I don't know. And I just clicked the first one on the list that was in the area, and was like, That's cool. We'll pick that up there. Screen snapped it. And address about was my day. something
0: like Fifth Avenue, so uh, it's like we're you know we're near downtown, but we're yeah. not in the very heart of it.
1: <laughs> yeah. What about my day? Turns out that Ray Ban store. Is in downtown Nashville.
0: In the Commerce Building, where all the tourists buy all their stuff. And yeah. it's attached to a hotel full of tourists. And in the rain, in the muggy, muggy, muggy weather, yeah. I saw a topless bus filled with partying tourists. Saw a
1: bachelorette party. Saw a
0: bachelorette party within the first five minutes of getting Definitely out of the saw car. Saw a
1: frat group.
0: Saw a frat group. Saw a dude drop his phone into a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the bathroom, and these Remember guys, there were like five of them, all dressed the same, and they were fucked up. And this one dude is screaming into his phone, and goes, Jake! Jake! Damn it! Damn it, Jake! Boom! <laughs> Fuck! Jake, hold up! <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Uh,
1: uh, but it was, it was neat-ish, like I, I guess in a way I'm glad, mm-hmm. because I'd never been in the Commerce Building before.
0: It's really pretty.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely touristy, Mm -hmm. um, because it's just a huge block of, like, shops and places to eat and alcohol. Um, But it's kind of cool, because, like, it's, what, three stories tall, and there are, Mm -hmm. like, balconies you can sit on that kind of overlook Broadway and stuff. There's a
0: skywalk between the two technical buildings of it, and uh, each one had its own live performer playing on a stage. So I got to sat down, got to sat down, I got to sat down. I got to sit down with Kristen. We sat at the little bar thing, ordered us some whiskey drinks. And Those listened were definitely to a...
1: pretty strong, too. <laughs> Not fucking around drinks.
0: Listen to a live performance. I don't think I've seen one since we left the city, and technically that's the only one that we saw in the city. So that was my live music for Nashville. <laughs> I was
1: thinking of it, I was like, have we done anything at all since the pandemic? Nope, wanted
0: to see Stanhope, he didn't show up.
1: Yeah. But I, I don't know. I've... I don't know. It was a lot. It was a long trip. <laughs> yeah, but that
0: was just, you know, like two hours out of the thing. So we did get to see lots of friends and family. My mom came in from England, so we got to hang out with her for quite a while. Got to see where your parents moved. The beautiful house with this huge swimming pool. Got to meet um, your sister's son. I was like, do I give the name? No. no. <laughs> no your sister's my son. My nephew. Um, yeah, your nephew. I got to meet him, hang out with him. Went out into the woods, and, uh, you would have thought I'd drug him into Vietnam five minutes into the woodline, we, we had these little air popper guns that shoot the little balls. We were, like, looking out for zombies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was good. Um, I, I think the thing that I enjoyed the most about it, probably because that's mostly what we did, is there's a lot more of a variety of food there, mm-hmm. which I think is something we discussed on the podcast that dropped last week slash today. Yeah. Um... My sister and her husband took us out to this really nice, like Korean Korean barbecue barbecue place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, the concept is similar ish to hibachi, like they grill it in front of you, um, but it's not like the huge grill where the whole table shares it, it's just your one little table.
0: It was maybe the most meat I've eaten in years. (laughs) Huge platter. Um,
1: Yeah, if I could go back and do that again. I might not have picked the chicken, because I think after all, like, the steaks and mm-hmm. all that, the chicken was a little bit of a letdown.
0: <laughs> I was like, why did I pick that? Like, the very last thing, pretty standard chicken breast. <laughs> we well, could, have, we like... could have opened that, because we started with, like, Wagyu beef. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that. I was like, why didn't we
1: reverse this? That, uh, um, <coughs> it's like, they have, like, actual individual plates you can order, too, but, um, if you're kind of wanting to do the experience, they have, like, a...
0: Big platter.
1: Yeah, big platter you basically share with the table. And uh, they give you a couple of different options. And there's, like, the last meat you can kind of choose if you want, like, Mm -hmm. chicken. Or, like, I think it gave you two other options. I think one was, like, some kind of pork something or another. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, maybe chicken. Because all the other meat that comes with it, like, pre-prepared that you couldn't change was, like, all, like, red meats. Mm -hmm. It's like, chicken will probably be a good little, like... Change of pace there. And, yeah, by the time we got to the chicken, I was like, I'm not even interested in yeah, chicken.
0: Nobody was interested. We were all half dead to the world. But, goddamn, that was delicious. We also
1: yeah, got I to do that. the Mexican restaurant. Got to go to my
0: Mexican restaurant. There were all of two people working there from when we left. Because I, you know, longtime listeners may remember. Um, that was my every Saturday. I was in that bar. And then uh, sometimes Fridays and Saturdays because I really liked the bartender. They, don't believe, do
1: anymore, they don't believe in
0: Dos Equis anymore. They don't believe in Dos Equis. like I couldn't get the food that I used to get there, and I couldn't get the beer that I used to get there, because my old food was not on the menu. And <laughs>
1: Damn you, was like, Nashville. My
0: bartender's gone. I can't get my beer. I'm drinking Budweiser Heavies at a Mexican restaurant. What the fuck is this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, we jumped ahead quite a bit. Um, so our flight out of here was at like 1.30ish. Um, And um, on the American Airlines like confirmation thing that they send you, they're like, "Yeah, you should really get to the airport two hours early." (laughs)
0: Um,
1: And so we get to the airport,
0: Missoula Airport.
1: Yeah, Yeah. the Missoula Airport, two hours early. Which, to be fair, was my individual confirmation, so they knew I was going (laughs) to the Missoula Airport, and they said two hours early. So I took them seriously. Uh, So we Uber, (laughs) we Uber (laughs) out of here uh, because I didn't want to leave my car at the airport. Um, and that dude chain smokes for a living yeah. and also ride shares multiple companies yeah. at got, the same time. He's
0: got Lyft and Uber going. He's got two phones up on the dashboard. He's making phone calls trying to time everything out perfectly. Probably makes a gang of cash, but that's hella illegal.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a little dodgy. Um, So he takes us to the airport, we get there, we get through security in all of two seconds, and I have not flown, um, Mm -hmm. since we got married, and I've only ever flown the one time after we moved out here by myself, um... So I go through the line, and, like, I've, um, you know, been seeing the doctor and started doing all this medication and stuff since then. And, like, TSA's... Which we thought
0: was going to be the huge holdup. But, like, yeah. the only reason we're really showing up two hours early is so we can clear Kristen's meds through security. Yeah,
1: because, like, TSA's <laughs> website makes it sound like you have to declare it, and it's subject to inspection, and yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. And made it out, like, it was going to be a bit of an ordeal, and I was going to have to explain why I had all this stuff with me. And, um... You know, set all the stuff up to go through the scanner. Pull all my jewelry off because I was under the impression you can't wear metal of any kind. And the TSA agent is like, "You can keep your ring on." Like we can see you. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay, sorry." But they didn't tell me to keep my watch on here at the airport, so I made an ass of myself mm-hmm. twice. Um, they just told me to put my wedding ring back on here, so I put my wedding ring back on, and I'm like, "Oh, and like I I have uh, asthma, I was like, which I don't have asthma." Um, have a respiratory condition but it's it just easier, easier to, say. to say i have asthma um i was like oh i have asthma so i've got quite a bit of medication in my mm-hmm. bag um just so you know and he was like yeah okay
0: <laughs> and like just
1: sends it through the scanner and doesn't ask me any questions at all <laughs> and then the lady behind us
0: <laughs> the lady yeah she was hilarious she was bitching She was my story to tell for the entire week. We were in Nashville anytime anybody was like, hey, how was the flight? Because this lady is ahead of us. Um, I guess lives in like Paulson or something like that, a little out of town, but not, you know, forever out of town. And she is flipping out because the last time she tried to go through the airport, they wouldn't let her through with her huckleberry jam. She was
1: two ounces two over. Two
0: ounces over. She knew the ounce limit. She was two ounces over. Too much Huckleberry Jam. No flight for you. So <laughs> Huckleberry Jam's a, a big commodity out here, and I guess she was very passionate about that. Well, five years ago, you wouldn't let me through my Huckleberry Jam. Oh
1: well, no, they told her she had to check it or send it out to the car, and yeah. according to her... Oh, she I'm went... getting
0: there. I'm getting there, because that wasn't over the jam.
1: No, it was over the jam. Oh. Ah. Because... She said that that was why she didn't want to check the second thing. <laughs> because according to her, even though we got through security in all of five seconds, the last time they told her she had to check it or take it out to the car, it took so much time to do that, she missed her flight entirely.
0: <laughs> I was like, Again, how? We showed up two hours early. We were in a bar in the airport 10 minutes after we showed up yeah like, this is th- there's nobody in there's, no there's no wait there's no wait at all
1: but according to her she missed her last fight over this huckleberry jam yeah
0: so she's flipping out the entire time we're going through the security checkpoint about this age-old huckleberry jam bullshit where she
1: <laughs> Mr. her <Blood>. flight
0: <laughs> we're hearing the whole story and then we get to the end of the what you could call i guess a security line and i'm sitting down i'm putting my boots back on and the security guard walks up, isolates her against the wall, and he's got a knife in his hand. And he goes, you can't bring a knife on an airplane.
1: Please. She's like, it's only an inch. <laughs>
0: she goes, it's just a little Leatherman. And he's like, yeah, you can't bring that on a plane. Well, you and this is how we found out most of the Huckleberry Jam stuff. Uh, what you have to do is you can either check it. Is your husband still in the parking lot? Where do you live? Blah blah blah, blah. He's really trying to work with this lady. And she's apparently had this um, Leatherman for 15 years. It's her daily carry knife, if you will. And uh, he's like, well, your husband, is he still out in the parking lot? Yeah, but he has COPD, so he can't walk across the parking
1: it's lot. It's like, you could walk across <laughs> the parking lot.
0: Uh, if we could check it in your bag. No, no, just let me keep the case. So like, she's arguing with this dude, trying to compare a knife to Huckleberry Jam. Um,
1: and doesn't want to go out to her car to give it to her husband because yeah. she missed her flight yeah. last and night. And it's
0: a truck stop Leatherman. It's a $5 goddamn knife. And she was adamant that she keep the carry case for this Leatherman so that she could get another Leatherman at some point in the future. But couldn't, I, yeah, couldn't wrap her fucking head around it. And meanwhile, I'm sitting there going, like, they did 9-11 with box cutters. Like, that's why they won't let you have the yeah. tiny knife. <laughs>
1: That's why I thought there was going to be such an ordeal about the medication because I was like, "Oh, it's powder, like mysterious yeah. powder. I could have explosives." Pills or... and
0: aerosols. You think that they would have at least pulled the tube out, you know? Like yeah. On the... Didn't even
1: <laughs> didn't even care. So yeah, uh, we go to the airport bar and had two full hours to kill, <laughs> drinking overpriced beer, at
0: sitting the next beer. to my favorite Montana alcoholic. Oh god.
1: Yeah, uh, that dude had literally been there drinking all day long. <laughs>
0: Um, Want to share some of his sage advice? (laughs) How do you know when you have a good bartender, Kristen?
1: Uh, They serve you at 10 (laughs) a.m. Which, if the bar is open, why wouldn't they serve you? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Not
0: every day you get to drink in an airport bar.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you could tell he had been there, like, all fucking day long. (laughs) um, (coughs) It's hilarious because Brett was, like, clearly a little bit annoyed that we got there so early. (laughs) Because he was like, I told you we didn't need to get here this early. Yeah. And then our layover in Dallas is supposed to be a two-hour layover. Turns out the Dallas airport sucks.
0: It's terrible. Um, It's the worst thing. The last time I was there, I slept for hours in the airport. So I guess I just found out where I was going and crashed. Because I don't remember it being that big of an ordeal. I was like, oh, there's my gate. And then I just fucking, like, shuffled over there with my duffel bag and
1: slept. So somehow both times, the gate we were landing in and the gate we were leaving from... We're numbers right next to each other alphabetically, (laughs) but nowhere near each other in the construction of the airport. C
0: and D are somehow across the fucking interstate from one (laughs) another.
1: So we have to take the Skylink because they're entirely separate buildings. They're not connected to each other. And um, we found out the hard way. The second go around, if you want to try to walk that, you're going to be walking that the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, Take the Skylink and somehow. The time it took us to deboard the plane, find the Skylink, and ride the Skylink all the way around. As
0: it, like, damn near murdered me. Uh, as I tried to hold on to a bar and I got a new fancy suitcase with four wheels that I was really proud of. Can't really use that as a prop if you're being whipped around on the fucking Dallas <laughs> Skylink.
1: And you also tried to walk as it was whipping around the corner. I was like, what are you doing? Um, I
0: look like I'm in the movie Twister. <laughs>
1: Take this Skylink all the way around, and we're not going to land in Nashville till nine thirty at night. So mm-hmm. we're like, we're going to eat in the Dallas airport because this is going to be our only chance to eat.
0: Yeah, because um, we'd had frozen pizzas the night before, and I'd be damned if I was going to do that two nights in so, a row. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> no, we we did
1: frozen pizzas the night before because it was something quick and easy. It was your idea. It was your idea. But anyway, we had breakfast burritos before we boarded the Missoula plane. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we got to the airport two hours early, and the flight was, you know, like a two-hour flight, and then
0: yeah,
1: about a two-hour layover. So we're like, we're going to eat in Dallas, and by the time we deboard the plane, do the Skylink thing, and get over to the appropriate gate, we have thirty minutes left till we have to board the plane. <laughs> um, so we find, and all of the restaurants are packed because it's yeah. a huge airport, and there's just lines everywhere. So we find this little like Cajun.
0: It's like a Cajun seafood yeah. restaurant. That yeah. I don't know why you would put those two things together in an airport. <laughs> it stunk up the whole fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, you could
1: smell it for like a good block. Um, good mozzie balls. <laughs> and all we had time to get were mozzarella, balls and one drink apiece. (laughs) And that was like essentially our dinner.
0: (laughs) I can't remember the name of the beer, but I I was like I know this is either some screwy white person IPA drink or this is Spanish. And I was like, I'm gonna lean for screwy white person because we're at a Cajun restaurant and it was definitely a Spanish pronunciation. And I said it so poorly the waiter didn't know what I was ordering.
1: (laughs) Oh no! My drink was actually really good. It was like a sangria um was it technically a margarita? It's like a berry
0: margarita. Or yeah, something but like it that.
1: it wasn't tequila. It was made with sangria, mm-hmm. so it was like a margarita but with wine.
0: Yeah,
1: um, it was really really good actually, <laughs> but it was like we had about fifteen minutes time, and I had to ask the waiter. Slam I was like, if, yeah, I was like, I had to ask the waiter if I ordered the cheese sticks, are they gonna be done in time? And he was like, oh yeah. Um, and, yeah, I had to, like, guzzle my drink. So and there then... I
0: am with a very tall IPA and a handful of mozzarella balls going, this is the best birthday I've ever had? I'm 31. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we flew out on Brett's birthday. Oh, yeah.
1: We didn't mention that either. So it was Brett's birthday, the day we flew out. Um, and, yeah, Brett's, like, trying to casually sip his beer, and he still has, like, a fourth of the glass left. And I was like, we need to leave, like, right now. And he's like, fine. And, <laughs> like, chucks it back. <laughs> uh... Yeah, and then and land in Nashville at 9.30, and you, you'd think such a large city would just be popping at 9.30 at night.
0: Yeah, I'm very familiar with the Nashville airport. I know where I can immediately get off the plane and go smoke a cigarette without getting harassed by the security people. So that's my first thing. I haven't had a cigarette in 10 hours. I'm coming apart. I'm starving because we lived on mozzarella sticks.
1: But it was better than nothing.
0: You, yeah. were, you
1: were pretty cranky before the mozzarella sticks. Yeah, I needed to
0: get that in my system. I was not doing good. Started having a panic attack in Dallas. We can just skip all of that. Um, so we land, and it turns out, despite the fact that I have a family friend I would consider a second father who works at the airport, nobody thought to warn us of all the construction that was happening at the Nashville International Airport. So I walk out of my normal, I'm going to go smoke over here door, and I met with an onslaught of construction noise they've got the area that I normally go to completely cordoned off I can't find a cigarette and I was like alright well let's just find the rental car I'll drive out of the fucking airport pull over on the side of the road if need be I need to get the fuck out of here go to all the signs that say rental cars it's not where they rent the cars they rent them in the basement three miles away from the fucking airport <laughs>
1: Under all the construction. <laughs> under
0: all the construction things. It's, uh, I don't know, all of hellish hot because I've been in Montana, so I'm not used to the humidity. It's like I'm trying to talk to the, when we finally found the rental car guy at Enterprise. He was really cool. So like He was like, not, like, yeah.
1: really interested in getting us out of there, he, though. He, you yeah. could tell he was like, I don't care, just leave. He was like,
0: we're moving, we're moving product over here. He was <laughs> really cool dude. Uh, but by the time I get to him, I'm pissed off. I'm sweating like a madman. And I'm like, I used to live here. Now, where's my SUV? <laughs> and so we, we get over that whole ordeal. And it's like, well, it's Nashville. It's a huge goddamn city. We'll be able to find food. We'll be able to find a McDonald's on the drive-in or like a small steakhouse yeah, or something. We get, it's we 10 o'clock.
1: T- initially discussed on the flight... Like going somewhere and eating, and then I think we were both so tired. We're like, oh, maybe just fast food.
0: Yeah. So we get into the Antioch area, which I. Didn't no,
1: we were still in like Nolensville.
0: Oh, that was the Nolensville. Yeah. yeah. So we pull off because we're like, we're gonna go find a Walmart. You know, grab some beer We'll figure out this food situation We pull out onto Nolensville Pike And there's plenty of restaurants But all the lights are off on all the fucking restaurants The entire city is dead as fuck This place used to pop until like 4 o'clock in the morning Dead And there's a homeless dude walking down the median lane Carrying a baseball bat
1: (laughs) So before this We um, realize in Dallas We're not going to get to eat Mm-hmm. And I text my sister. I'm like, oh, um, we'll probably just stop somewhere and eat when we get in Nashville. So probably be a little bit later getting in than I we originally expected. Because we're going to like stop and go somewhere and go in and eat.
0: Yeah.
1: And she's like, oh, yeah, cool. Sounds good. And then by the time we get to Nashville, we're both so tired. We're like, oh, maybe just fast food. So I text her. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Maybe we're just going to stop and grab food on the way. Yeah. Um, so Grab some burgers, fries. Yeah.
0: Got my beer. Just yeah. get me somewhere quiet where I can drink.
1: So I was like, hopefully it won't be too late. And she's again, yeah, okay, sounds good. <laughs> and yeah, we are in the Nolensville area, which has a lot of stuff. Like it's a, <laughs> I mean, it's not like downtown it's a Nashville, of the but city, yeah. yeah, it's it's right in there. Um, there's like a major hospital in that area. Um, and so we're like, oh, we'll be fine. We'll find some food. Everything's closed. We mm-hmm. go to the Walmart, and like I. Looked up the time on the Walmart on my phone, and it's like they're closing in half an hour. Even the Walmart does not staying open. And so, like, fuck, we got to get to the Walmart, and I guess we'll just get some food here.
0: Frozen pizzas.
1: So we got frozen pizzas.
0: <laughs> Two nights in a row
1: for the second time. And I text my sister, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, just everything's closed. I'm gonna grab food at Walmart." Yeah, okay. <laughs> we get there, and I'm like complaining about the fact that everything is closed and i was like what the hell happened like was it covid like Mm -hmm. what went wrong and she's laughing at me going yeah when you said you were gonna stop and get food i knew that wasn't gonna happen (laughs) i was like you dirtbag
0: (laughs) you could have given me a warning
1: (laughs) could have told me
0: god damn it and then i got my first happy birthday of the entire day was the the little lady who was watching the the pizza things and she goes happy birthday! And I was like, oh yeah, that's what today
1: (laughs) is. They did that too whenever we went and got your Costco card. Because we went and got Brett's Costco card a couple of days before we flew out. And she was like, I really hope this isn't your birthday gift. (laughs)
0: like, No, my birthday gift is the story you guys just heard. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I got some really cool birthday gifts. Kristen went all out uh, this go around, so I got... Pretty cool. The uh, script for the Pet Cemetery remake that's signed by the people who did it, which is fucking awesome. I got um, like this—I don't know how to describe it—like this bookmark collection that looked like uh, library cards from different Stephen King stories. So
1: those, um, anyone who's been and to like that an old little school
0: room key yeah. thing <laughs> for The Shining in it.
1: <laughs> those. Uh... Old school, like, little jackets that were at the back of the book that had, like, the card you pulled out and stamped. And the dates. Yeah. yeah, anyone who has ever been to a library that old, because I think now it's all digital.
0: Yeah, we went full circle. Now we're back to library <laughs> talk.
1: Yeah, uh, so that's what they were. They were, like, little replica, um, little cards that would mm-hmm. be in the jacket at the back of the book um, for the various uh, realities in Stephen King's world.
0: Yes, yeah, so like there's one for Dairy Public Library from It and then like four other ones that were in there. And then it was those two and my poster. I got a... Um, Kristen found this big newspaper printout that is from Pet Cemetery, uh, where the kid gets run over by the truck and it's like this whole news article about the three-year-old Gage who's been killed in this tragic... Um, he was run over by the Oracle, I believe, oil company. So, Pascal. And Pascal Pascal was on there, and then at the very bottom, it's got the beers that they're drinking, and it says, sometimes red is better. And so, like, one day, I'm going to get that framed up. I'm probably going to buy a shitload more of those now that I know they exist. But Kristen killed it on the birthday gifts. I know I'm kind of shitting on you for our terrible airport experiences on the day. The gifts were fantastic. The trip was awesome. Yeah, it
1: was... It was, I don't know, it was weird, but it was also good. Like, it was really good to see everyone, but it was kind of sad to see Nashville like that. Yeah. Like, I, I think I took I, for granted. I got an
0: image in my head of what the city used to be, and it's like, it's gone. Like, it's just not.
1: Well, I think I took for granted that they would have been hit as hard, just because there's a lot more to do there. I mean, I've seen, like, the posts on Facebook and stuff of all these, like, popular venues that have closed down because they couldn't keep up because of the pandemic. But I don't know like everything closes early here and even whenever we first moved here before the pandemic the walmart here was never 24 7 so yeah. i was just kind of like oh it's because we're in a smaller town and um yeah to kind of see a larger city like struggling under the weight of that was a little depressing
0: yeah it bummed me out quite a bit especially when we went downtown and i mean it's always bugged me how mainstream broadway flipped um But to, like, see it in full flex, where it's like, that's not what it looked like in 2005. (laughs) Like, when I was growing up, these weren't, you know, owned by Kid Rock.
1: (laughs) It's always been pretty touristy, though. It's always
0: been touristy, but it wasn't this bachelorette party that never sleeps. It it, it was a musical-type place. as we said, we did get a little bit of music in the Commerce Building. You could hear it when you were driving down the road coming out of the bars and stuff. So I guess that atmosphere is still alive. But my favorite parts of Nashville growing up were the borderline, and sometimes definitely, homeless musicians that you could throw a dollar in the guitar case, you know, walking down the street. You weren't being accosted by a guy dressed up like Donald Trump to get a photo op. <laughs> there was no like giant guy on the stilts or these like topless buses and shit like that. You could almost walk down the Broadway the street itself like fucking New Orleans, you know. But it's not the same place. I think it helps to see it, but it doesn't make it feel any better, you know. Hometown blew up. We went to the college construction school is kicking
1: ass (laughs) I do still kind of miss that element of it being like for complaining about you know everyone being about half an hour away from where we were staying you can realistically drive half an hour outside of the city and like live and like easily Mm -hmm. drive half an hour back in or even an hour the other direction and be in another city and I do kind of miss that element like here it's very much like You live and stay in Missoula. Like, if you plan on going to a different city, you have to plan a whole, like, weekend, you know? Yeah, just it's going to take you
0: almost two hours to get to Helena, you know? If we want to go to Flathead, you have to plan to go to Flathead because you got to drive out of the valley.
1: Yeah, like, it's not... It's
0: easier to get to Seattle than it was from Nashville, but, (laughs) again, that's a trick.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that you have to plan, like, multiple days for where in Nashville you can live in Murfreesboro and realistically go shopping in Nashville for the Mm -hmm. day and then go back home to So I do still kind of miss that element of it. Um, Traffic was still terrible, though.
0: I only lost my temper once in a whole week. I was really proud of myself for that, but I did threaten to murder a man in front of his family. It
1: was a bit aggressive. (laughs) Well, he didn't hear you. He didn't know what you were saying.
0: (laughs) I hope you felt my intention.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um... I don't know. Like, I used to think whenever we got here that the drivers here were kind of rude Mm -hmm. and um, not very accommodating. And I was like, oh, man, like, Nashville drivers are pretty aggressive. Yeah. Um, It's a lot
0: of lane shifting.
1: But they at least know how to drive. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I felt like whenever we got there, (laughs) I was like, Jesus Christ, maybe not. Mm -hmm. Um, Brett turned on his blinker because there's a lot of... um, Interstates in Nashville that like very suddenly kind of merge and you don't get yeah. a lot of time so to get it. It's what
0: 2440 and 65? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, 840.
1: Yeah. And some yeah. of the intersections where you need to get from one all the way across four lanes to the other one happen very suddenly mm-hmm. and you get like about a mile stretch to make it happen and that's it. So and
0: everybody's moving at 80. Yes. Everybody's just lane splitting <laughs> like a motherfucker. Yes.
1: Um, and so Brett turned on his blinker because there was almost enough room to get over, but not quite. And then the dude purposely stepped on the gas and made it where there was no room at all to mm-hmm. get over. And Brett was not. It's
0: not thrilled. Forgiving. How about I said, drag you out of your car and stab you in front of your whole fucking family? <laughs> but. But. Didn't have a knife. I was planning on doing it with a pen. Mm-hmm. This gentleman was about to die via a Gillette pen.
1: <laughs> but, we got to test drive. Um,. A Mazda?
0: like yeah. uh, CX, or, C, was it a CX-5
1: or a CX-6? I don't know. One of the bigger ones, though. And mm-hmm. that's what I've been thinking about potentially maybe eventually getting, so that was kind of fun. Are you like, kind
0: of sold on something around that size, do you think?
1: Yeah, I want something kind of in that size bracket. Maybe not necessarily the Mazda, because, I don't know. It was cute, and I liked it. Um...
0: It but, felt a bit sportier than I thought, like, just driving it. Like, mm-hmm. it felt a bit sportier. Mom was like, you fit in this car. And I was like, I, I'd prefer a pickup truck, but, you know, this or a <laughs> Jeep Cherokee or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be for me, not you. Yeah. Um, but when yeah. Mom
0: said that, I was like, it feels a little too girly for me to be driving around as, like, an all-day driver. But I, I didn't dislike it. I, I, <laughs> I enjoyed it more than I thought I would.
1: Yeah, I just want something a bit bigger, and, like, I weirdly feel like, I don't know, compared to, like, the car that Ryan was driving. The
0: Cherokee. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, the Mazda just doesn't feel as roomy. Like, I don't really know how to explain it. Like, it felt like a huge upgrade from my car, but at the same time, I was like, for the car to be so big, I'd expect there to be more room. Yeah,
0: more space. So,
1: I don't know. Well, you thought your car that.
0: was roomy at one point. Ooh, my knees live on your windshield.
1: What's roomy for me? <laughs> i have plenty of room i fit in there just fine um but that was cool universe and the enterprise guy that was rushing us out kind of manifested there because he was like well, what about this one is this one good all right yeah. good like we didn't get to pick it i was like sure and then i was like oh hey it's a mazda
0: yeah the way he said it at first i was like i thought that was our car like i didn't realize that he planned on showing us three or four and he was probably expecting us to argue over gas mileage but at that point i was like i need a cigarette well he also beer. kind
1: of answered it he was like does this one work okay <laughs> like didn't even like really yeah. give you time to say anything else
0: it's like is there an escalate was that an option
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was really good on gas though it actually. was
0: fantastic yeah we made it like halfway across the goddamn state and i only had to refill like two times
1: yeah um yeah i, I don't i don't know I, th- I think next time we do that trip Less driving.
0: Yeah. I think next time we do the trip, it's, hey, guys, I'm going to be at Percy Priest, and you can come see me or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in Gatlinburg.
1: I'd <laughs> be too far out of the way. Nobody would come.
0: That's It'd be pretty. okay with me. <laughs> Nobody
1: would come. Yeah, it was interesting to see my parents' new place, though, because I've never lived there, and I've never been there yeah. at all until... um this trip because they moved there after we moved away.
0: They live in what could be described as a very rural area. We saw a church that had a sign that says television blocks your spiritual vision.
1: Yeah, and I, that's the first time I've legit... Beautiful house. (laughs) That's the first time I've legit had no cell phone signal. Like period in the entire town and the
0: day we got there the Rose fight was happening and I was just sitting there going I need the Wi-Fi signal I need to know what happens with Thug Rose (laughs) apparently the most boring fight that's ever happened in the UFC happened with Thug Rose so I didn't miss much karma the universe was like (laughs) not today what
1: would you think of the trip
0: I liked it a lot I liked getting able to see getting able Jesus Christ I liked being able to see the you know friends and family I had a bit more of a heart-to-heart with my second dad, you know, than I expected. And he really opened up on stories. So, like, I got to hear a lot of stories from when I was, you know, three through six or whatever. Like, ones that I'll probably forget. But I got to see my mom open up with her old friends and my old friends. Got to see a lot of people that I grew up with that I really missed, even if it was just for, you know, an hour here or there. Um, And my favorite part was, if you guys remember the episode, um, was it Long Time Listener or did we call it First Time Caller? First Time Long Time, When Mark Died.
1: Yeah, I think it was a uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. I think we did the whole thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Our
1: first-time caller, long-time listener, something like that.
0: It's back in, like, episode 40 or something like that. Did
1: you guys W today? Because he was being very well-behaved.
0: Uh, we've W'd every day since we got back.
1: Did you do the full W?
0: Mm-hmm. Did the full one. Look, you should
1: do that more on podcast days. <laughs> he is being very well-behaved. Uh, if you Jax guys... is zonked on the couch next to us.
0: Yeah. If you, if you go back and listen to that episode, there's uh, one of my... Like, oldest friends, and we worked together at the pawn shop. My buddy Josh um, calls on that episode to announce that Mark, my previous boss, had passed away. And that's...
1: Well, he didn't know he was on the podcast.
0: Well, he did, because I went, your own mistakes were made. And then he goes, I'll call you back. And I was like, no, dude, dude, dude. And then I wandered off and we came well, back and did the, the second he, recap. He didn't
1: call with the intention of doing that all Yeah,
0: time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's my boy Josh, and he had a baby um a year ago, I believe today, yep the seventeenth, so his baby is one looks like he's three, and I got to hang out with that kid got he's to have a couple be of taller than yeah, got to have a couple of, got to have a couple of beers with him and my friends. I saw Josh more than I saw any of my other friends as we went and shop pool one night and then we went and did the kid's birthday thing, we grabbed lunch with him. Um, so, yeah, it was huge seeing that transformation, you know, in him and the maturity in a lot of my... He's got
1: his own friends. business.
0: He's got his own business running. If you guys need hats, I'll plug him in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's calling himself on eBay. Um, yeah, just being able to kind of put eyes on everybody. I didn't meet anyone that I was worried about, which is, like, always my fear going home. Like, I'm going to see a friend because I hang out with some pretty degenerate people. Um, I'm always worried that I'm going to go home and be like, oh, we've lost him. Like, he's not there. Or, like, you get this feeling that I I like because I grew up in a military household where you see somebody and you feel like you saw them yesterday and you're just picking up the conversation. And with all of my friends, it felt like that. Like, it didn't feel like they were judging me for being away like they were too overexcited for me being home. It was almost like gave them a hug, sat down, just started talking. It's like yeah, I'll see you again tomorrow, even if tomorrow's three years from now. And I think when I lose that feeling, I'll stop going home. But I didn't have that feeling once in the time we were there.
1: I mean, you can't stop going because my family lives there. <laughs> or, oh, no, no, no. I, that's not what I mean.
0: But so like, you I'll, don't have a choice. You still have to go. Like, I I expressed it with Ed. Like, I've not seen him. Uh, We've never been terribly close, but he was my dad's best friend, um, which made him my second father. He was always around. He's been nothing but loving and supportive for my entire life. But we've always kind of had this weird emotional boundary thing. And I don't know if it's a combination of my weird emotions and his weird emotions or if it's just him being weird.
1: I'd like to think I'm rubbing off on you.
0: (laughs) But, like, I I had a moment with him where we were trying to be like, I missed you, I missed you, okay, let's hug it out, nobody's crying, you know, kind of a moment. And that's what I said to him. Like, I know that I would have fucked up if I would have come home and it didn't feel like I saw you yesterday. So that, that feeling is very important. I'm just happy that I didn't, you know, plan to meet up with a friend. And then the friend showed up and I was like, oh, shit this person annoys the fuck out of me.
1: <laughs> I think that's this how you felt about buddy. me, actually. No, no, no. <laughs> you were like, fuck you for making me do this. <laughs> no,
0: I've never liked that. What'd you think of it?
1: It's good. Um,
0: I don't want to go as long before going back, but we have yeah. to figure that out with our schedules and yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah, I think, I think the leaving was probably harder for me because... Um, you know my ma- my master's program. It was five thirty
0: in the morning. Yeah,
1: well, <laughs> that's you. Um, but my master's program is a three year program, so I. Um, have that expectation, I think that we're probably not gonna go back for another three years, and i am giving myself that expectation because um if that is how it plays out, I won't be disappointed because that That's is a smart way of looking
0: yeah, at it is
1: the most likely scenario to happen because I mean realistically, the only time we could go would be during the summer and um
0: during the holidays,
1: yeah, but I don't know how long the break is for the holidays um yeah. but while trying to juggle the finances of being in school and working part-time I just don't really see that being feasible because it took us this long to kind of make Mm -hmm. it happen in the first place and we work full-time um so I'm giving myself that expectation that it'll probably be after the master's program is done that way if it's not any sooner I'm not going to be upset about it Mm -hmm. um but yeah, that was kind of a hard thing to swallow. Like, I don't think I realized how much I missed certain people until we were leaving. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, my family has never been, like, a hangout every week kind of family by any means. Um, but, you know, never missed any holidays at, mm-hmm. ever, or at all until we moved here. Um, and so, like, kind of knowing, like, not doing Christmas again, not doing Thanksgiving again. Um, we did get to do Mother's Day, um, but, you know, not doing Father's Day or any of that stuff, and those were all, like, holidays, like, that always, um, got participated in. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't think I realized face-to-face how much I had missed that until we were there.
0: Yeah, I thought I was gonna miss the city a lot more, but, like, I, I- I do miss the people. Like, yeah, I wish I could kind of go back and like do more group things. like if I was going to run that trip back, it'd almost be like, "Hey, I don't care. Individual. If yeah, yeah, I don't care if there's thirty of you, motherfuckers. Like I, I need to see a couple of you a few more times than I did, and I didn't get to see a handful of my, you know, really close friends just because of, you know, life. Yeah. <laughs> they've got kids now. They've got full time jobs. They can't scoot out for a half hour. They don't have a half hour. Yeah." So.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I do miss how accessible the city is, like, I do miss that. I mean, there's stuff to do here, it's not like there's nothing to do here, but I I, I like having that option to kind of pop over to the next town, Yeah. and you can't do that here, but yeah, I, it, for me, it was definitely more the people than the city. Um, I mean, obviously, I miss my parents, uh, and it was really good to see them, mm-hmm. but um, I haven't lived with my parents in quite some time, so weirdly in some way it was like a little bit more sad like leaving Taryn and Ryan because yeah. before you and I moved in together that's who I was living with so she's the last person I lived with before you and I moved together yeah. so there was like a time frame where I was seeing her all the time and
0: I can't exaggerate mm-hmm. or over exaggerate enough like that those guys were fantastic yeah I, I can't wait to see them again They um, are big video game people so like we learned a lot about this Skyrim game that we've been kind of getting into. Elden Ring. Elden Ring. And there's um, like potential in the future to maybe like link up with them, you know, an hour out of the week via headsets and stuff and like kind of build that relationship, which I'm excited, you know, if it does wind up going that way because they were really, really fun they were really accommodating and you know, really positive.
1: Yeah. Which I'm sure you probably, to some extent, have that feeling about your brother also. Like, you love your parents and you enjoy mm-hmm. your parents' company, but your siblings are kind of in some way like your friends. Yeah. Like, you grew up with them, you spent more time with them, they're closer to your age bracket, so like I said, like, obviously...
0: I love them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> obviously really missed my parents, was really glad to see my parents, but yeah, like I said, that the goodbye with Taryn was harder than I thought it was going to be because... She is the person I most recently lived with and like we have very similar interests and um like even before like she and I were going to the gym and stuff together so we did like bonding activities mm-hmm. together and there was a part of me that was like man like it's a bummer not having that kind of a relationship with like um I don't know like people outside of your home like yeah. I really enjoy spending time with you and I enjoy spending time with you more than anyone and I love you but I like love you. It's Like, you don't have friends here either that you go out and do shit with, like you did no. back in Tennessee. So, like, there's well, some part of me. Back in Tennessee, it was
0: like, well, we're meeting Katie for breakfast, Josh for lunch, we can do this for dinner, and then we'll go cool. here and shoot pool tonight <laughs> <this
1: place. laughs> well, No, I mean, like, in your regular life. Like, yep. in your regular life before we moved here, you would have, like... Camino days and like pole hall days and stuff like that and so there was like
0: my favorite holiday of all time Thanksgiving (laughs) we go over to a particular friend's house everybody brings weed we get high and forget to cook dinner
1: (laughs) so yeah (laughs) stuff like that like there were like social interactions with people you were close to outside of your actual home Mm -hmm. and like I kind of miss that like I I don't feel that sense of community here in Missoula Um, you know I have like I
0: think that's mainly because of COVID like we've just not been able to be around like people of our own age I'm hoping college kind of fixes that a lot
1: of the girls that I work with are sort of in my age bracket but like I don't feel like we have the kind of relationship with each other where we would spend time with each other outside of work like we get along great at work and, like, I really like them, and they're fun to be around, and they yeah. make the workday better, but I just don't feel like we have a relationship of, let's go and do this.
0: Yeah, I have a similar feeling with, like, the guys that I work with, where it's like, I'm, I, I love being around them at work. If they needed my help, like, if they were building a ramp or some shit like that, and they needed somebody to, you know, kind of help them out, no. you know, setting up a fence post, you know, like, I'd, I'd go and do tasks. You know with these guys but it's not like hey let's just grab lunch and which i
1: think is probably typically true yeah. of your quote-unquote work family i mean like for you the pawn shop was a little bit different because you were already friends with josh before yeah. you started there so it wasn't like and you I met josh up. at the pawn shop my first
0: job was right there on the corner next to yeah. the pawn shop I used to hang out with mark on my lunch break as a kid so like there was a group and kind of grew yeah. in that place yeah. but i
1: feel like a lot of the time if you don't have a relationship with your co-workers that pre exists the working relationship that relationship never breaks that boundary yeah. so it's like they're not people you would like go to the pool hall with or whatever and so i don't know I'm, i miss that like having mm. um i don't know a little bit more of a community
0: yeah i'm sad
1: <laughs> you're welcome
0: but i did get to watch Final Fantasy fourteen and that's not a thing I would ever do on my own, and I actually kind of liked it, even though I'm not 100% sure I knew what I was looking at. I had no idea what I was, like, was looking at. I there's a lot of colors, and they all seem really mad at that dude.
1: I felt weirdly <laughs> nostalgic, though, because, like, I grew up playing the Final yeah, Fantasy You and games. your sister were
0: upstairs, I was downstairs yeah. with Ryan, and, like, he goes, there she is, she's showing off her rides or whatever, you know, the horses. Mounts. And, uh, the mounts. Because, no. like, we would just watch your sister's character go by on the TV, and she's, like, on top of a car and on top of a horse and like riding a broom <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're like what so the fuck is she doing
0: <laughs> 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 that was like a fun like, he's, he's got some dude from England that he's talking to on his thing so got to see their little gamer community I quite liked it
1: and she cracked me up because um, I forget what they actually call them so you have like your mounts that you ride and then you have like your kind of like companion friend that's like a little tiny person that mm-hmm. runs around with you um, and <laughs> taryn was saying um like you can buy like homes and stuff in final fantasy 14 apparently and like build homes and kind of design them and i guess she's got like i don't know if it's a bank or a banker or a financial representative or what but she's got someone else that holds her money for her and i was like <laughs> weird why like why do you do that i was like Is it's it get ch- stolen she's in a
0: conservatorship on final <laughs> fantasy 14
1: well it's not real money it's game money but She's was, in a
0: Britney Spears position.
1: I was like, that's weird, why do you do that? Is it like at risk of being stolen, or do you like get savings, or how does that work? And she was like, oh no, she was like, I'm really obsessed about these little tiny companion characters. And she was like, if I... Uh, keep all my money on me. I know I have that much money to spend, and I'll just keep buying them because <laughs> I guess you have to pay for them. She was like, I know myself, so <laughs> I have to put that money in the bank. I've
0: got an accountant, does my, my online <laughs> investing so I don't fill up on little furries.
1: Little tiny companions. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. I was like, I mean, know oneself. <laughs>
0: that's what's up. But uh, yeah, so that's the, the life update. We'll get that episode out that came out today last week, Quantum. Get that one launched. I'm going to go make my beautiful wife a beautiful dinner. Love you, sweetheart. Love you. And I love you guys. And we will talk to you next week.